Hey, everybody. I am Jules. Okay, so let's just all be honest. We all whine about our commute. I have a lady with me who is entitled to whine about her commute because she works in Zambia, which is not in Clark County. Let me just go ahead and straighten that up for everybody. She is Erin Porter, Executive Director for Global Samaritans, a ministry in Zambia. Well, I mean, kind of, right, Erin? Because you're actually here. Correct. So I am the stateside director for Global Samaritans, so I, I am able to work from home with a intermittent travel to Zambia. <laughs> okay, so when you travel and you commute to Zambia, how long of commute is that? Like, how many plane, trains, and automobiles do you take? Sure, it's um, two planes. First one is about Stop. 15 hours. Stop. Second one's about two. Wow. So. Wow. Okay, so no no automobiles? Uh, there's about a 20-minute drive from the from the airport to the children's home. Okay, but no trains. No trains. Okay, there you go. No buses. (laughs) Okay, so you need to educate all of us that are kind of low in the geography of um, Zambia. Sure. Kind of brain us up a little bit. So Zambia is sub-Saharan Africa. Okay. Um, Think National Geographic Africa, Plains, Mud Huts. That's Zambia. It's two countries above South Africa. So you have South Africa at the very bottom, Botswana, Zimbabwe kind of right there. And then Zambia. My lack of education. I'm like, I thought it was like more like up north a little bit. Nope, it is sub-Saharan Africa. <laughs> I'm just coming clean with you. I'm just letting you know my, my lack of education. Sure. All right, and then let me go. I did do some Googles on Zambia, and I did learn that it's home to Victoria Falls, the largest waterfall in the world. That's correct. It's the largest volume of water. Okay. So it's approximately a mile long, and it borders Zambia and Zimbabwe. Okay, but yet... Even even with the largest waterfall in the world, one third of the Zambians are without access to clean water. That's correct. That's shocking. Like I don't I don't understand. Explain that to me. Um, How is that so? It's unfathomable. Uh, Zambia yeah. is a former um, colony, and they just lack basic infrastructure. Hmm. Um, the country is it's a large country. It's a, a slightly larger than the size of Texas, with a population of about fifteen million. Wow. So um, the cities are really uh, urbanized, but the rural parts of the country are extremely rural and they just don't have the infrastructure to bring water into the homes because most people live in mud huts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So how do people here, Athenians, the true mm-hmm. Athens, um, there's another one out there, but anyway, Athens people start a ministry over there. And like, when did it start? Sure. So it was started by two doctors, Bo and Ruby Chiefs. They are um, Bo's from Greensboro, Georgia, okay. long, uh, lifelong native of Greensboro, Georgia. He and his wife met in residency. And uh, somebody came through, gave a presentation, said, we need two doctors to go and fill in for um, a doctor in Zambia so he can go and leave. They went. Uh, lived there for two years, took their two small children. And while they were there, they just recognized the overwhelming need to start a children's home. Hmm. Um, the AIDS epidemic was rampant while they were there, and they were finding that they were losing uh, adults who then had six children. Wow. Um, so then you're looking at grandparents who are raising six to 20 children because their children have died. So they wow. started the children's home and the ministry, and then uh, about five years ago, we had the opportunity to get involved in clean water. And so we jumped on it. Uh, and that's a really cool story. You you got to you got to hear the story about how they got into the well drilling business at this point. So one of our team members was there in Zambia. He was flipping through a phone to show our Zambian director a picture of his family. Scrolled past a picture of a well drilling rig, and our Zambian director said, "Whoa, whoa, go back!" And so he went back, and um, this 
this man's father, actually, his hobby is buying well drilling rigs, fixing them up, and then donating them to nonprofits in third world countries. And this is his hobby. This is his hobby. <laughs> and he has now donated two rigs to Global Samaritans. And are these rigs like constantly at work getting the, the wells drilled? They are. So Zambia has a really definitive wet and dry season. Okay. Um, it starts raining in late October, early November, and will rain till March or April. So there's not a ton we can do during the rainy season, mm-hmm. but once it's dry from April to October, we're... We're drilling wells, providing clean water. And how do you find out what villages you need to go to? Uh, a lot of it is word of mouth. We mm-hmm. call it the Bush Telegram. Um, mm. We've had a presence in Zambia now. Global Samaritans has been there for 20 years. We got our first kids in 2002. And so um, locals know about us, different organizations, churches, schools. They know we're there. They know we're drilling wells. Mm-hmm. They know you love their children. Absolutely. Yeah. And so they'll send word um, huh. and we'll kind of do a needs assessment. Sure. Is this an actual need? Is it, you know, is it feasible? Can we get in? Can yeah. we drill? And then we we uh, do what we can. Yeah. And Aaron, you know, so oftentimes we hear these statistics and it just kind of kind of glazes over us, kind of kind of glides by our brain because we can't fathom what this looks mm-hmm. like. In that statistic, we said it earlier, that one-third of Zambians are without access to clean water. But would you paint the picture about how desperate it is there so that we can really grab hold of it? Sure. Um, I'm going to try not to statistic you to death. But, uh... <laughs> well, tell me, what does that look like? I mean, a, a child needing water or... Or, you know, a, a business that needs water. I mean, what is that? Sure. So school and water are really intertwined, especially for females. In Zambia, um, nearly 40% of girls are not afforded the opportunity to go to secondary school. And that would be after grade seven. And it's it's twofold. Part of it is um, expenses. But part of it is also uh, women are typically responsible for gathering water. So if you have to huh. walk an hour each way twice a day to collect water for your family that's four hours of school that you're missing so they're not able to go to school um and so giving providing a well and providing clean water Mm. um it also provides girls opportunity to go to school and have a chance at secondary education that they're typically not afforded Mm-hmm. So the ramifications, just like you just said, therefore, a, a, a young lady is not able to go to school and therefore she's stuck, you know, doing this. So when a well goes into a village, how does it transform that village? It's completely transformative. Um, you go from spending hours a day collecting water to being able to walk, you know, a couple hundred yards and collect water. You go from drinking dirty water to um, having ready access to clean water. 10 million Zambians, so over two-thirds of the country, does not have electricity. And so they're mm-hmm. having to, even if they ha- have access to dirty water, they're still having to boil it, build a fire, have a thing, boil your water. I mean, it's just an extremely time-consuming task, chore, that whereas where you can mm-hmm. walk out, pump a hand pump, and have access to water for your food, uh, for your family, mm-hmm. for your children, for your animals, I, I mean, it's revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're meeting a very physical need so that you can ultimately meet their spiritual need. Absolutely. And the Rapaskis, the family that have donated the well-drilling rig, that's one thing that they asked of us. They said, don't let this be purely humanitarian. When you go in, you know, show them that there's a a God greater, that he's going to fulfill not just this physical need, but all your needs. Right. And so we take the opportunity to do ministry, um, to meet with a pastor if there is a pastor in that area, 
and really just kind of reach out to them and let them know that we're here and if there's anything we can ever do for them. Mm-hmm. The reason why that God first loved us and, and therefore we love others. Absolutely. Wow. All right. So, and what are other ways you all are sharing the love of Christ? Because I know you, you were talking about the, um, the orphanage mm-hmm. and, and then you were talking, you know, reaching out to pastors who are local. Yeah, so Global Samaritans, um, when we were founded, we had three main missions. The first one was our children's home. The second one was local evangelism uh, for pastors in in our area. The third one is to provide uh, life-changing experience for teams. And then now we've added the fourth one, which is water. (laughs) And so we have a children's home. We have um, approximately 40 kids. We're really committed to sending them through college if that's what they want. And so we, we have 25 that are at Global Samaritans in grade school. We have 14 that are currently in college, which is something we're really excited about because wow. only 3% of the population goes to post-secondary school. Um, and then we have nine who have actually graduated. And so um, just taking the time to love on these children. They live there full time. We raise them like they're our, they're our own. Um, they're raised as siblings. And then so that's that's one of the main ways we're able to show God's love. And the second is just having a presence in the community. Mm -hmm. We have a group of pastors that we work with. Um, We have a pastor, uh, Stan Patterson from Church 213 in Covington. One Mm -hmm. of their big things he does is he goes and does pastors training conferences every year. Um, And then we just we have this group of pastors that we work with, we disciple, we spend time with and just really support them. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the big questions we always ask is, how can we help you help your church? Uh, Because, you know, these pastors, they work for very little pay. Uh, They oftentimes walk or ride a bike multiple hours each way on Sunday. So they need people to pour into them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, they just lack, you know, if you want to preach a sermon, it's easy to Google and look up something. We have access to so many um, resources, biblical resources, where oftentimes they have their Bible and that's it. You know, we come alongside the pastors and say, what is something you want to know about? What is something you want to preach on? How can we support you and help Mm. you um, as you prepare to teach your congregation? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So equipping and discipling them instead of coming in and taking over. Absolutely. Um, You know, we do a lot more discipleship than we do evangelism Mm -hmm. because they they know the pulse of their congregation. They Mm -hmm. know the pulse of their area, what their congregation needs. And so we're able to then come alongside them not teach them, but come alongside them and support mm-hmm. them and prop them up because they're there day in and day out. And they know the gone. culture. Yeah, Absolutely. they are the culture. I mean, that's, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. All right, tell me about the, the churches, ministries, local that you're partnering with. So um, we have a lot of our support comes from churches within kind of the Athens area, um, Athens, Atlanta area. And then we have some. The dogs. From, Yes, go dogs. Some from the southeast. Briarwood Baptist is very involved. They're currently at uh, Global Samaritans right now. They're actually traveling home. Um, over there. Yes. Not yes, here. No, You're talking about over there in Zambia. They are in Zambia right now. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, Pray for them then. Yes. Pray uh-huh. for their travel. So Tim Garrett is a deacon at the church. He's uh-huh. also the board chair for Global Samaritans. Um, I mentioned Stan Patterson at Church 213. Um, Winder First Baptist is um, and Church of Winder are new partners with us this year, and Lakeside Baptist uh, in Eaton, Lakeside Baptist in Lake Oconee. But they, uh, they're kind of their catalyst was we have a missionary couple there. They just joined us uh, last year, March a year ago, and Elizabeth had been several times before, and so uh, the catalyst for these the Lakeside in in Milledgeville and the um, First Baptist Winder was 
that uh, their children got married and moved to Zambia. <laughs> so that was kind of the catalyst for them to get involved. Um, but Lisa Madison and Ken Madison, they headed up that team and mm-hmm. just jumped in full force. Uh, they raised enough money to drill a well while they were there. Wow. And um, So you're just sending people... I mean, our people are Athens folk all over there. We have eight teams that are going this year. That's amazing. So I'll be taking a team later this year in August. Um, Mm -hmm. It's all Athens people. It's a little bit of a hodgepodge team, different churches, different individuals from backgrounds. Which I think that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, just seeing the body of Christ work together. It is. So it's really neat. Um, My team this year, uh, Ruby Cheeves, one of the founders, she's a doctor here in Athens. She, um, she and I are going together, and then um, a family, an Avance family, they're local. But uh, the mm. son and daughter have been with me the past three years <laughs> and have just, they uh, put the pressure on the dad to go this year. So <laughs> he's he's joining. He's joining. And but you're looking for other teams, right? There, is there still space? If someone's listening right now and they say, Aaron, I want to be a part, I want to go see this. Absolutely. We have already um, started booking teams for next year, and I, we'd love for you to be a part. Uh-huh. My husband takes an all-men's team. Um he loves that. He'll never go with me again. He he likes being with the group of guys. And so that may be an experience that, you know, a local business person is looking for. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's many different things. If you have no idea how to drill a well, or if you have no idea how to help children or work with children, there, there is a place for you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because a really neat thing is that y'all are empowering um, folks in Zambia to help drill the wells themselves. Correct. Yes, we have a whole well drilling crew. Great. Um, that that is that's what they do, and it's it's especially neat because one of our children, Brighton, who came to Global Samaritans at about five years old, did his whole life mm. education at Global Samaritans, went to college, um, got a technical technical degree, and is now on our well drilling crew. And, and then, so you're empowering them with a job and yes. dignity of being able to provide for themselves and, and a their life families. skill. I yeah. mean, you know, if he wanted to go somewhere else, do something mm-hmm. else, he would always have the skill to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, what happens after you drill a well? Is there like much maintenance to it afterwards? There's really not. Um, we do the lowest maintenance uh, wells um, just for the purpose of of the community that if something breaks, it's easily fixable. It's cheaply fixable. Mm-hmm. Um, but we put a placard with a Global Samaritan's name and our phone number. And so, you know, if, if something happened, then we mm-hmm. would be able to come back out and service it. Right. Right. You know, Erin, you're an Athens girl through and through. I mean, she uh, even met her husband in kindergarten here in Athens <laughs> I, that's a little fun fact, little nugget there. You can you can put in your back pocket about Aaron Porter, but um, you know w- when you look at it, Aaron, and and you see how God has weaved your life, um, and now you're working with a ministry way over in Zambia. I, I, I mean, does that just blow you away? It does. Um, when I was a child, uh, I grew up at Beach Haven Baptist here in Athens, and I came home from three-year-old mission friends and told my parents I was going to be a missionary in Africa. And my mom tells that story all the time. She just looked at me and said, okay. Because, you know, a lot of times when people pray, they say, send my child anywhere but Africa. Right. Um, but that's what I came home and said, and and God was faithful in that. And uh, it took some failed opportunities, but he really showed me. Um, and, and placed me with the right organization and the right people to be a missionary in Africa. Um, so to think that's where I came from. But then I was talking to my husband the other day and, you know, it's old hat. I jump on a, on a plane and go to Africa like it's no big deal. Um, and <laughs> it kind of is. I okay. know. It's kind of scary that, you know, 
that it's just part of my life. Um, but it's also just commuting really to work, honey. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also really neat because um, my four and a half year old, we actually took him when he was one. Um, and so he was playing pretend the other day and he said, bye, mom, I'm going to Africa. I'm going to live at Global Samaritans forever. And I said, well, I'll miss you. He said, you'll be OK. You come to Africa all the time. Um, but for him to even know that he can dream that big, mm-hmm. um, that he can dream of, of being a part of something so much bigger than Athens, so much bigger than ourselves, there's nothing more as a parent I could want. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Aaron, I know you go back and forth a lot. And I'm sure you, there are stories after stories of seeing lives be transformed and see God using this ministry to spread the gospel. But is there is there maybe just one story you could kind of leave us with about how you have seen God use this? Absolutely. And and my long-term plan is for Global Samaritans to write a book, kind of have a compilation of all our teams and mm-hmm. all our all of our missions mm-hmm. and the doctors and just glorifying God. Absolutely. There are stories. Yeah. Life and times in Zambia, because you can't make most of this up. Um, but one thing I would like to leave with you that um, I hope resonates in a good way is my my team had the opportunity to drill a well last year in a small village along the Zambezi River, which is huge, huge river, huge water source. Um, but they did not ac- la- they lacked access to clean water because the river was infested with crocodiles and hippos, and so children were actually being killed as they went to draw water for their family. And so um, the Avance that I mentioned, Avance Management Group, uh, drilled two wells, and that was one of the two wells we did. And we were able to even in close proximity to water, it was not clean. It was not accessible. And so we were able to put in a well and, and give um, parents that peace of mind um, that nothing bad was going to happen to their children when they got something that is so desperately needed for so many aspects of your life. Wow. Wow. You know, and Aaron, I know you were listing teams that are, are there right now, going to be leaving shortly mm-hmm. um, or a few months from now. Is there something that we could be praying for the teams and for Global Samaritans? Pray for our children. Always pray for our children. Pray um, that we are able to impact more children. Mm. Um, we we got triplets just two months ago, um, which is extremely rare in Zambia. Uh, but just pray that God would continue to show us children that need help. Um you know, our teams are always raising money to drill wells and provide clean water. So uh, pray over each village and each um, school and, and location we go to to drill well, that lives will change, um, that the clean water is not just the beginning of life change, uh, that it is the beginning of life change. It's not the end, that it's there's something there's something more, there's something more impactful than there's a God that loves them. All right, Erin, give out the website for Global Samaritans, because I know somebody is listening right now, and God is stirring in their heart uh, to maybe give financially or, or give of their time. Absolutely. It's www.globalsamaritans.org. And we're also on Facebook um, at just Global Samaritans. And we have uh, pictures of our kids, pictures of well drilling. Um, we actually have videos of, of well drillings. Um, we have pictures from our local team. So check it out either at www.globalsamaritans.org or um, Global Samaritans on Facebook. Well, Aaron, I appreciate your time and uh, and hearing how you're a missionary in Zambia, but you live here in Athens. <laughs> Absolutely. God's awesome. He is so good. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>